We're going to go to the Gospel of Luke tonight, if you will. <clears throat> Excuse me, Luke chapter 3. Gospel of Luke and chapter number 3. Years ago, there was an old farmer. Got up one morning, he was going to go to church, and it snowed a lot that night. And he said, well, I better go anyway, and got around, went down there. He got there, there only about three people showed up, you know, and the pastor said, well, we're going to have church anyway. And so the pastor got up, and he preached, and, and he preached, and he preached, and he, and he preached some more, and then he preached a little more. And he preached some more, and finally, finally wrapped everything up, got done. So they were over. It's, it was over, and the, the farmer said, uh, "Boy, boy, I tell you, that was that was quite a message. It lasted a long time." And, and the preacher said, "Well, hey, you know, when your cows come, no matter how many cows come, you feed them, don't you?" And he said, "Yeah, but if just a few show up, I don't give them the whole load." So. So a few sheep showed up tonight. <laughs> we'll see what we got here. We'll we'll see what we what we have. I believe God's had has something for us tonight. Luke chapter three. Look down to verse number twenty-one. Luke chapter three and verse number twenty-one. The Bible says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. I'll just simply title the message tonight, Let's Get Started. And so let's pray and we'll get started. Father, help us tonight. I am very thankful for the folks that are here. I'm thankful for those that are watching by live stream and Perhaps even some on the shuttles as they're heading on to camp, maybe watching the service tonight. And I'm thankful again for their opportunity to go and pray your richest blessings upon them. But Father, we have met here because we want you to meet with us. And so we ask, Lord, as we get into your word, that you just give us power and guidance in everything we say and do. Oh, Lord, we just need a little help from your word tonight. We pray that the Spirit would move. Lord, your perfect will would be done. I'm thanking you, Lord, that uh, you're so gracious and kind to us. And, and I just ask, uh, Lord, uh, for your blessing upon this message tonight, as only you can give it. We trust you for these things and ask them all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated. If you go to any Bible bookstore anywhere, you can find a lot of books that have been written on the subject of prayer, a lot of things. And if, if you were to go to my office even and look through my library over there, there's quite a few books on prayer and even numerous ones that address this subject, although it's not the main thrust of the book. But it really doesn't matter if we read every book that's ever been written on prayer and yet we don't pray, we've missed the point. And we've missed the blessing in which God promises to those that do pray. And if we're going to model our prayer life after anyone whatsoever, we'd no doubt do well to follow the example of our Savior. 
He was a praying man. And in our scripture tonight, Jesus is beginning his public ministry and starts with giving us the example of baptism. Uh, There's not one act of ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ recorded, excuse me, until he took the important step of baptism. And it too should be our first step of obedience after coming to know Christ as our personal Savior. And we know this, baptism always follows salvation. You don't get baptized to get saved, you get saved, and then you follow the Lord in baptism. That's another message anyway. But I'm sure you noticed there as we read that, what was going on during his baptism. In verse number 21, it said uh, there that uh, Jesus also being baptized and praying. And praying. So, um, Christ had left his home. He left his job as a carpenter. He was following God's call on his life. And the record of his praying here consists only of two words. And praying. But in them and in their context, I believe we can find a good deal of instruction. Um, I think we need to think about the custom of his praying. Although this praying at his baptism is the first recorded time, we know that it's not the first time that Jesus had ever prayed. I mean, if he had not been in the practice of praying before this time, he would not have been praying at that time. It was natural to him. He was able to be spontaneous in his prayer because he had been praying much in the past, I have no doubt. And I do know this for a fact, the more we pray, the more we will pray. No, no, if we get, if we get in the habit, custom of praying, the more that we pray, the more that we will pray as time goes on. And if we've not been praying, we're going to find it really awkward when it comes time to pray. And the reason a lot of people do not like to pray openly is because they've not been praying privately. But the more that we do something, the easier it is to accomplish. And it's definitely that way in praying. The more we pray, the more we will find ourselves praying. Uh, When something is done over and over, it becomes more natural. And so it is with this thing of prayer. Uh, The more practice we have, the easier it becomes. And Jesus praying at his baptism is a good sign that he had done much praying even before his baptism. But another thing we need to note here is that the time was right. And uh, let me just say this, there's not a wrong time to pray. There's never a wrong time to pray. Uh, It's good to be in the habit of praying about everything, anything and everything. But especially in those major times of our life that that can affect us significantly. Uh, Jesus is praying at his baptism. And that's the first example uh, to us of praying at important times and in important situations. And uh, we can think of other times, very, very important times that he did pray. He's prayed all night before selecting the 12 disciples. He prayed at his transfiguration. Uh, He prayed before miracles such as raising Lazarus. Uh, uh, He prayed in the garden before his crucifixion and even prayed during his crucifixion. I mean, in very important times. And those times of his life, were bathed in prayer. He he prayed at his baptism. And then, of course, we know that after that, he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Um, If we're going to succeed in major happenings of our life, we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to learn to be praying people. I mean, truly 
praying people. Too many people end up defeated. I, I believe this. Too many people end up defeated, and too many people end up shipwrecked simply because those important times in their life were not met with prayer, or they have not gotten in the uh, habit of daily prayer time. Uh, or, or, or they're not praying. Or they're not praying over any situation that might come up in their life. One thing that we have to notice about this time of prayer from our Lord is that it was silent. I mean, obviously, this prayer was silent. I mean, it would have been really bad to pray out loud while being baptized. I mean, that wouldn't have worked well at all. You don't want to be doing that. I mean, that could be bad for your health. No doubt about it. Uh, but we see three good things about silent prayer. We can think about this. We know this for sure. And I love this part. It's heard of God. God hears it. No, no, no. Even that silent prayer. God, God hears it. We know others may not hear it. But God knows what we're praying. And really that makes it just as effective as praying out loud. He, he knows when our heart is lifted up to him. Something, uh, someone has very well said that some spoken prayers may not be heard by God, while a lot of silent prayers will be heard by God. Uh, no matter how loud we may pray to be heard of men, Psalm 66, 18 says this, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So it's important, isn't it, that we have our heart right as we go to him. A silent prayer by a sincere man is going to be heard by God. Uh, another thing that we can think about here is that it's good wherever you may be, wherever you are at any given time. Uh, without a doubt, there's going to be a lot of times in your life that silent prayer is going to be needed. Uh, God is there, and whether we can pray audibly or not, He will hear us no matter where we might be. Uh, we should never, never, ever take that for granted uh, because it's a blessing for sure to think that whatever situation you may be in and whoever you may be surrounded by at that point, that you can talk to God in your heart, silently talk to God. And certainly we need to be in the habit of that also. Uh, but another thing that, that I thought about here is that it doesn't leave us open for hypocrisy, silent prayer. It doesn't leave us open for hypocrisy. Well, what in the world are you talking about, preacher? Uh, silent praying is heard by God alone. We know that. And uh, then it does not please us to tempt. Um, uh, it does not tempt us, I'm sorry, to please man with what we're saying. We're not praying to anybody but God. We have to be very, very careful you know, I, 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 and, and, and you that are here, you know that, I mean, praying is a very important thing. I mean, we're talking to God when we're praying. And that's why I, you know, during times of prayer around here, we don't use it as times to uh, change positions in the platform and all of that because we're talking to God. It's an important time. We stop and we're talking to Him. It's not a time that we shift gears and all that. We are talking to God. And when you are called upon to pray out loud, I mean, certainly that's the first and foremost thought that should come into your mind. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm asking Him to do what only He can do. I'm asking Him to bless a certain situation, whether it's an offering, whether it's a service, no matter what it might be, we're talking to Him. We're not trying to please men with our prayers. We are talking to our Heavenly Father that we want to answer those prayers or we wouldn't be talking to Him 
about that. And I'm not saying it's wrong to pray out loud because, you know, we do around here, but it usually lacks something that silent prayer has. There, there are times in the services that we do pray aloud again, but when we're speaking, when we're speaking to an audience of one, it's much more special. <clears throat> and I don't know about you, even in my, my prayer time uh, when I am secluded in my closet, many times I pray aloud then because I want the devil to hear me. I, 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 I know that it might, it might uh, shock him, it might, might affect him to some point if we're just on our knees praying, but sometimes I want him to hear what I have to say uh, to God at that time and asking God to protect my family and protect the church and to guide us along the way and to reach people for Jesus Christ and to live the life that we're supposed to be living and all those things. I want him to know that I'm headed in a direction that God would have me to go anyway. That's, that's near to here or there, but, but sometimes it's good. Absolutely so. When we do pray audibly, we need to remember that it's not a time for a bunch of religious jargon with our aim of looking spiritual, but it really is a very serious time of speaking directly to our Lord. Uh, if we pray a lot in private, we, we need not worry about whether or not uh, we sound spiritual when we pray in public because we know that we are just talking to God. Uh, but another thing that's very evident in this account is that he was praying where he was. He was praying where he was. And, and, and again, I say we can pray anywhere. We don't have to go to church to pray. We, we, we have the great advantage of being able to pray wherever we may be at any given time. Um, Jesus was at the Jordan River. He didn't excuse himself to go to town to pray. He, he, no, 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 no. He, he prayed right where he was. And it's not where we are that matters, but what the condition of our heart is at the time and truly how we are seeking the Lord. And we should have secret times of prayer. That's always very good. It, it can be nicer in quieter places, can it? I mean, really, when there's nothing going on around us. But of necessity, sometimes we must pray wherever and where, uh, whenever and wherever we may be. And God hears us wherever we're located as long as our heart is right with Him. But also, He had reason to pray. The Lord did. And you might ask why He prayed at His baptism, but let's think about that for just a second, okay? Um, it was a very serious time. We know that He was at the start of His public ministry. He was, he was at the start of openly openly following the will of his father and uh, baptism is that identification for you and I um, when we follow the Lord in baptism we're outwardly saying that we're dying to the old life and being raised to walk with God and truly any such steps that we take in our life should be surrounded by prayer such things should uh, Never be left to happenstance that, you know, if we just try hard enough, we're going to be able to get those spiritual things accomplished. Doesn't work like that. We should be praying that we'll not just have a form of godliness, but that we will have the power that comes from God to live a holy life. We need His help in everything. I try to make it a practice when we do baptize uh, before we come into the baptismal to take some time through that one that's being baptized and pray with them. And asking God to help them, you know, in a serious matter like that, when we're taking that step of showing those that 
we are being baptized in front of, uh, that we are dying to the old life and being raised to live that new life. Uh, we need God's help in that, don't we? Definitely so. And so it's, it, it's, a, very, it's a very important time uh, uh, that, that we would want God to help us. That not all of our, uh, come on, brain, that not all of our works would be simply outward works, but that our lives would be spiritual. Uh, we've been going through, in my Sunday school class, we've been going through the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. We're getting on into the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, that's just a tremendous portion of Scripture. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, as far as Christianity goes, it's where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Because it's not all about the outward. Come on, they're, they're, no, no, no. That, no, God looks on the outward. Don't get me wrong about that. But it's not all about the outward. If the inward, if the heart's not where it needs to be, it really doesn't matter how much you dress up the outside. It's the inside. And that we have that closeness to God. And that we have that walk with God. And that we have that communication with God. Um, that we're spending time with Him. That, that we really, no, no, that, that our lives would be spiritual. And it's really something you can know a whole lot of Bible and you can do even a lot of religious things and still not be spiritual. Boy, we have to have that communication with God. There has to be that time spent with God, talking to God and asking God to do what only He can do. <clears throat> but it also provided strength for temptation with the Lord here. Because again, we know that he went off into the wilderness uh, following his baptism to face the devil who seeks uh, to devour whoever he can. And I know this for a fact, and the older I get in the Lord, the more I do realize how true it is, but we cannot fight spiritual battles in the flesh. It's not going to happen. We're not going to have victory Fighting spiritual battles in the flesh. Well, I just need to pull myself up by my bootstraps and be strong enough to take this. No, 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 no. We need the Lord for those times in our life to fight those types of, of battle. It's essential to our spiritual health that we are strengthened by prayer. We gain, we, gain, we draw strength in prayer. Many people who cannot seem to get the victory over the struggles that are in their life, simply do not spend enough time in prayer. Come on, our Heavenly Father is alive and well. He's still as powerful as He has ever been. He is up there for us, and He does care about us, and He does want us to have victory. He wants us to have victory. But how much time do we spend with Him, asking Him to do those things that only can, we, He can do? It's so very important that we do that. I mean, those that do not pray are an easy prey, an easy target for the enemy. So we have to spend time with God. It's important to remember that the devil loves to attack right after mountaintop experiences. Boy, you have a good time. Something good happens. Something good happens in the church. Something good happens in your life. You have that mountaintop experience, man, the old devil. It just puts a target on your back, doesn't it? And it seems like, man, immediately he's going to come and try to steal the joy that you had and just completely wipe out anything that was good at that time. We have to be prepared 
for those times. When we take steps to draw closer to the Lord, the old devil, the old devil, he's going to be there as we take those steps to draw closer to the Lord. The old devil is going to be there and, and he's going to try to kill and to steal and destroy because that's what he does. I, what I'm saying is don't let your guard down when God's given you a spiritual victory. Thank him for the spiritual victory, but don't let your guard down. I mean, the enemy's going to be watching for that weak moment after that. So let's not only pray when we feel like we need to get closer to God. Let's pray when we feel the closest to God and keep that thing going. But I really believe even with the Lord, I, I know the Lord Jesus Christ and who He is and, and all, but I think it secured the success for His ministry. I mean, He prayed because He was fixing to launch into ministry. And we don't know, we don't know what he prayed here, but I, 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 we can guess that we can guess that he knew what was about to take place. Of course, he did. We all have a ministry. All of us do. We all have a ministry. We are all to be telling people about Jesus Christ. All of us. Whether no, no, no matter how we might do that, whether passing out tracts everywhere we go or, or sitting down with people and sharing our testimony or whatever the case may be, we all have ministry. We are all supposed to be spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And without prayer, without prayer, that's not going to be successful. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? How you can be standing in the line at the grocery store and at the time's coming, you're up there and you've already thinking, man, you know, I need to give this person a track or God's prompted you and need to give them a track. Isn't it amazing how all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I can't do this because there's people behind me and what are they going to think? And what's this person going to think when I hand them the track and all these different things? No, 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 no. That's just spiritual warfare. Anything that the devil can do, whispering in your ear and try to get you feel bad about anything like that. Man, we got to be prayed up. We got to be ready to do the things that God would have us to do. We got to be ready to go forward in what God has for us. Um, I, I'm telling you, without prayer, it's not you're not going to be successful. In fact, without prayer, you may never even get started. I'm thankful for Brother Wolfram every Wednesday night. He gives us a soul winning challenge, challenges us to get the gospel out to people. I'm very, very thankful for that. And boy, sometimes, man, we get charged up. We know, man, it's what I need to do. I need to be passing out those tracks, inviting people to church and telling people about Jesus and all those things. But I'm telling you, if we're not praying and asking God for the wherewithal to do that, for the strength that we need, the boldness of the Holy Spirit that we need, we may never get started at that. We may, no, no, we know we need to do it, but I'm telling you, without God's power, it, 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 it can be very, very uh, tough. The success of anything that you or I do for God, it's going to start with prayer. Uh, I mean, a, a prayerless ministry will not be a successful ministry. We have to be talking to God. So ask God to give you the wherewithal to tell others about God's saving grace, because He will. Come on, he cares more about people getting saved than you care about people getting saved. And, and I mean, he proved that by sending his son. So you ask him for what, what you need to tell others about the Lord and give you those opportunities too. Ask him for opportunities. He knows how to open those doors, doesn't he? He does. So, so, so. <clears throat> but one thing that about this prayer is it produced results. 
It produced results. I've never seen it any other way but that God blesses people who truly pray. He blesses. Come on. Have you ever known anybody in your life or maybe more than one person that you say, now if you want somebody to pray about something, you get them. They're a prayer warrior. Come on, they just seem to be blessed. I mean, they're, they're, they're a person of prayer. And other people know about it. Come on, I think about, I think about Brother Jim Beadle. Mercy's sakes alive. I know he's having a good time in heaven. I know that he is. But boy, that guy could pray. There are many times I went over to visit him and, and uh, he would show me his books and everything and what he'd been praying about and things he'd been praying about. And, and an amazing thing to think the guy could not even talk the last few years of his life and still went out there to the prison and led people to Jesus over and over again because he prayed and God gave him the wherewithal to do the things that he did. It's an amazing thing. I asked Brother Jim to pray about several things for me over the years because I knew that he would take it to the Lord. I knew that he was serious about his prayer life. I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing for people that truly pray. I mean, God just blesses them. And we can see here in this portion of Scripture that Jesus benefited from the praying that he did. You know, the world may not think these things are important. And if we're not careful, we'll think it's not that important. But the world may not think these things are important. But God uses them greatly. Um, He prayed. And uh, we have evidence of the power of God because the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Um, sincere prayer and power go together. Power to overcome things in your life, power to have victories, power to help other people, power to encourage other people. Sincere prayer and that power go together. Because as we pray, God empowers us to perform those things that please Him. Those things that please Him. I'm thankful for all the different victories that God's given me in my 38 years of being saved and continues to help me with many, many things. We have to stay connected to the power source or soon we're going to be running on empty, aren't we? And we can. That does happen if we're not careful. Those that spend little time with God shouldn't be surprised at their lack of God's power. We have to spend that time to Him, be plugged into the source. But also we see something else here in this. It says uh, in verse 22, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice uh, came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. So we not only see power in this, but we see the favor of God. Thou art my beloved Son. Now, isn't it wonderful thing to know that we have the favor of God? And I know, no, 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 and I understand we have the favor of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I understand that completely. And, and He loves us dearly. I'm thankful for that. I, I have to believe, though, that those that have an active prayer life probably experience more of the love of God. 
they experience more. Well, preacher, God loves me. Absolutely so. I have no problem with that. I'm thankful that he loves. No, no, no. I mean, he loves us, no doubt. But I think those that spend a lot of time with him, talking to him, probably experience the love of God more. It's true that God loves us all. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But those with, without a prayer life simply mouth the words. Come on, we can get very, uh, we can get very religious in our prayer life, can't we? Come on, where it just seemed like a duty to do. You know, I have my prayer book, I have my prayer list, or whatever the case may be, and I can pray around the world in about 10 minutes and get that out of the way so I can go on with some more important stuff. It is very possible, isn't it? For it just to become a religious duty, something that we do, something to get, something to check off the list for the day. We have to be careful about that. We have to be careful. Those that are closest to him, those that are seemingly in love with him, spend a lot of time with him. You know, it, it really cannot fully explain the joy that he provides, that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Too many things in this world pulling at us all the time, aren't there? And we have to be careful not to let them pull us away from the most important thing. I, I have to believe that those that, uh, that might complain about the lack of His presence are those that spend very little time with Him. Because those that spend a lot of time with Him know He's there all the time, don't they? Sure, it's a, there's a big difference. But the last thing that I see here in all of this is uh, praise from God. I mean, it's there. Thou art my beloved Son, in Thee I am well pleased. Praise from God. Brother, I'm hoping that I just hear in the very end, uh, well done, thou good, and, thou good and faithful servant. I, I'm hoping to hear that. I want to stay faithful just so I can hear that, Brother Terry. But I want to try to please God while I'm here too. There's three instances in God's Word where God says He's pleased with the Son. Um, here at the baptism, uh, at the transfiguration, and shortly before the crucifixion. And uh, before each of those instances, it has to be noted that Christ was praying. He is talking to the Father. We need to utilize uh, those times in our life, whether we be uh, driving or working, working around the house, those times that we could be talking to God that we choose to turn on the TV or turn on the radio or I mean those times we could be talking to God and we choose to be thinking about other things or well, we do well to spend some time with him and those give him a little more time 
praying may seem foolish from the world's perspective, but it will bring praise from your Father in heaven. He created us for fellowship. So let me ask you a question. How much do you fellowship with him? Well, preacher, God knows everything that I need. He does, absolutely. I, I have no problem with that thought whatsoever. But he wants us to be dependent upon him. And we show our dependence upon him by talking to him. Um, it's not a bad thing just to spend some time telling him how much you love him. And certainly you could spend a whole lot of time thanking him for the things in your life. I think things that we take for granted way too often, we could spend much time just thanking him for being so good to us. There's so many things to pray about. And I always encourage us, of course, to pray for one another as a church family. So very important. We're lifting up one another, praying for one another. We support all these missionaries. Hopefully you continue to lift them up in prayer. Boy, the way the world, the shape that the world's in, we've got plenty to pray about, don't we? You know, one of the most important prayers and probably some of the most neglected prayers in our Christian life are those prayers for what God really needs to do in our heart. It's good to pray for others, and we should pray for others. And it's right to pray for our needs. God's going to supply those. We're, it's right to pray for those. It's good to have prayers of thanks, giving, uh, because God has done so much for us. So many things. But we know the will of God is that we be conformed into the image of His Son. And if that's God's will that we be conformed into the image of His Son. Doesn't it make sense if we start praying about areas in our life that need to be conformed that uh, God's going to work on those? Come on, if we're praying for the will of God, the will of God's for us to be more like Christ. So we start praying for uh, a love for others. We start praying that we'd have the... Uh, wherewithal to overcome things in my, our life that shouldn't be there. Come, come on, we start, we start praying, you know, um, for those that despitefully use us. We pray for our enemies. Okay. <clears throat> we pray that God would change our heart. We pray that God would cleanse our heart. We pray that God would give us a vision for what He wants us to do. Come on, we pray about those things in our life. We say, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do. Well, you talk to him enough, and he'll show you exactly what he wants you to do. I'm thankful we have access to God. I'm thankful we can get in touch with him anytime we want to get in touch with him. And I think we neglect it too much. We need to be praying for others. We need to be thanking Him for what He has done. Uh, we need to get to a place where we feel comfortable talking to Him anytime, anywhere. Sometimes we can talk to Him out loud, like driving in our car by ourselves, whatever. We want to do that. Sometimes in a crowd we can be talking to Him, can't we? Come on, I mean, when we need it, we can be talking to Him right there in the crowd. We know we need it. We know. No, no, no. We know. 
that we need to be closer to him. And so we just spend some time talking to him. Um, I titled a message, and maybe it's just time for us to say about praying, let's get started. Let's get serious about this praying thing. I'm thankful. told Sunday school class this morning, I'm so thankful for everything that God's doing here at Riverside Baptist Church. It's really amazing what God is doing. I don't want it to stop. But it's Him doing it. So we need to be talking to Him a lot about those things. For sure. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you have given us the blessing of being able to come to you, to talk to you about whatever, whatever that we need to talk to you about. And you desire us to do so. Sometimes it's good that we just come and we just pour our heart out to you. Just whatever might seem to be going on in our life, that we have that uh, freedom to just pour it all out to you. Knowing that you're there, knowing that you care, knowing that you're the one that can do something. Lord, we're very thankful that any time, night or day, that we can come and you'll, you'll never turn us away. You're always there and ready to listen and answer. Father, I just pray that you would help us to have a fervent prayer life, spending that extra time with you, that it would become enjoyable, that any extra time we have, we would spend it talking uh, to you. We know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Lord, help us to believe that promise and uh, to take advantage of this avenue you've given us. Bless this time of invitation. I don't know how you've spoken to hearts. Lord, I just pray that your perfect will would be done. We thank you for your goodness and grace and mercy, for we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand to our feet for a moment. You need to, you need to come to the altar.